yeah, just as usual, just communicating about the communicating and then also communicating about the even deeper communicating and just <laughs> just don't stop. Just don't stop never stopping. Uh-huh. If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we are talking about seven strategies for super successful long-distance relationships. You did it. We tried to come up with more S's to fit in there, like seven spectacular strategies for super successful... Sexy, serendipitous, serendipitous relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. Well, one S that we have is sick. Because poor Emily is a sicky pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Here I am. I apologize. Just don't look at that side of the screen. Oh, I didn't bother Emma. to put on makeup. <laughs> I'm like, screw yeah. that. You guys are going to get the real me this week. That's good. And it's yeah. real, unfiltered, even, raw Emily. Yeah. An even lower voice than normal, which is really saying something. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so long distance relationships. We've covered this in the past and it's been exceedingly relevant in pretty much all of our lives. And especially mine, particularly because two years ago I took off traveling the world. Uh, mm-hmm. You just left us. I just left. Yeah. Um, I just needed to bounce out. And so suddenly I know I found myself in a situation where I had a number of long distance relationships Mm -hmm. that I had to maintain. Um, And then now, since Jace and I are traveling as well, we're in Hawaii right now, which doesn't suck. Um, Now we're in this long distance (laughs) relationship with M. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, well, for sure. I actually wanted to talk about that a little bit because. Thank you. I wanted you to bring that up as well. Yeah, because I feel like. We've, you know, we've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but I feel like the more and more I think about it or sort of compare it to other relationships and stuff like that, my relationship with Emily and I think your relationship with Emily is like very much, you know, as significant as any romantic relationship would be, if not, if not more so than, than many relationships that well, I've had we're in terms all very, of like, like pro relationship anarchist here. For um, sure. And we're quite willing to throw out the normal signifiers of which relationship should be more important or less important in your mm-hmm. life. But in terms of looking at someone who, you know, is important in my life and who I, you know, want to be able to come out and see us places when we're traveling uh, and who, you know, I talk about intimate things with and, you know, all of those things that would normally, that normally people think they would associate just with a relationship that also involved kissing and sex. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I think just because those things are not part of my relationship with Emily at this time in our lives, that it doesn't make that relationship any less significant and any less deserving of all of these 
strategies, mm-hmm. these super strategies for spectacular long distance relationships. Because well, well, they're going to make me cry. No, oh, no. <laughs> not at the beginning of the episode. We can't Sorry, start that that's way. for later. That's for later. Uh, okay. I mean, as I've reiterated in episodes past, the way that I think about the three of us is that we're in this like emotionally bonded triad that happens yeah. to be co-parenting a podcast baby. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, again, just like any relationship that happens to be sexual or romantic, however you define romantic, um, this kind of relationship would also merit just as much investment and crafting and intentionality as any of those relationships. Yeah, and right around the time Dedeker left, actually, I had a couple other girlfriends, like, just not actual girlfriends, but friends that were women, uh, mm-hmm. who left as well, and it's been great, like, having a long-distance relationship with them and keeping mm-hmm. up and doing Skype dates and some of the things that we're about to talk about. Yeah. So I think it implies to all relationships in life. Yeah, I have to say, even For though sure. long-distance relationships aren't ideal, we're definitely living in a day and age where, because of technology, it's becoming easier and easier and easier to have a location-independent relationship, I guess, if yeah. I want sure. to use fancy terminology And to for have it. multiple relationships in different parts of the world and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Versus, um, I think I saw a comic once that somebody was like setting up the story of like, he was a city boy who sold the <laughs> newspaper, and she was just a country girl 50 miles away, and so they never met each other and lived out their lives in their separate locations the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know, because that's what it was like in the 1850s. Sure. Yeah. But now... Yeah, now we can have... It's a whole these, different story. Yeah, these long-distance relationships. I remember the first time that I... You know, I guess the first time in my, I guess what I would call my adult life was in college, having a, a real serious long distance relationship is when I traveled to Russia. I did a semester abroad and it was like having to buy prepaid calling cards uh, <laughs> and like coordinate. How old are you? <laughs> and like coordinate in advance, you know, when you yeah. would do these long distance calls and that the connection wasn't always reliable and you know and compared to even 10 years before I was doing this it was like truly the phone lines were not necessarily reliable calling internationally mm-hmm. like that they would just sometimes just not work and you wouldn't know right so yeah technologically speaking it's a very new phenomenon that we can video chat like we're doing right now did you have phone sex no i never had phone sex while i was no. there yeah. was it at like in a freaking phone booth, you had to call her. <laughs> no, I was in able to Soviet call. Russia phone I was booth. able to call from my host family's, you know, tiny apartment with four of us living there. Like, uh-huh. you know, in Soviet Russia, yeah. phone booth called I'd have to you. Go to the like little technology store to buy my prepaid calling cards, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, and then would call. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but uh, but also for me to be on the phone, no one could be on the internet because that was right, also dial-up, dial which up. you would God. also right. get prepaid cards for. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was it was nuts. Gosh, how times have changed. How times have changed. Yeah. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> I really am just so ready for us to get teleportation so that then you can have a relationship with whoever, yeah. wherever, whenever, mm-hmm. whatever. However, oh, it would put a whole new meaning to telecommuting. Yeah, like teleport commuting, telecommuting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, anytime, anytime, Elon Musk. I don't know. He's probably creating. That <laughs> he probably or would be the one to right to start be, breaking yeah. ground on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seriously, maybe yeah. in our lifetimes, it'd be crazy. 
Yeah. I know this podcast is not about, like, futurism, but I'm just saying, like, imagine a future well, in where... in a way it is. With teleportation, it's like, it doesn't matter where you live. Like, you don't need to live near where your job is. Mm-hmm. You don't got to commute. Yeah, it's true. By that Crazy. time, polyamory will be on the radar for everyone as well, in a very different way. Totally. Possibly. Okay. All right. Okay, so, so anyway... Let's do talking this about all this. Let's actually get into these seven strategies. Okay. Okay. So... Starting off, like some of these are things that you will have probably heard before. Hopefully some of these are a little bit new to you as well. Uh, So starting off with number one, this is having a regular check-in. We've done our episode before about doing Agile Scrum in your relationships. Uh, We've been kind of working on creating our own version of that that's a little more tailored to, like tailoring it even more to relationships and then also specifically to poly relationships. Mm That right now we are calling the multi-amory monthly meeting. The mmm. <laughs> the mmm. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, to have this as a way to, you know, maintain your communication and stuff like that and create a space for those kinds of serious conversations that you need to have. It's um, like a safe container. Right. But to also... Um, you know, to to have a thing that's going to happen once a month, if you have something really serious to talk about, that you can do that so that during the rest of your, you know, texting or calling or whatever throughout the month, you don't always have to try to be like, oh, we're having a good talk. I don't know if I bring up this this tough mm-hmm. thing right now because you know you have a time already designated to do it. Yeah, I think what I see all the time is people who are in long-distance relationships where maybe it's like, oh, we're going to be in the same place for a week or something, and so we're going to get to finally see each other in person, and I don't want to spend that time talking about this thing that we fought about two weeks ago or talking about like some kind of serious logistical thing because I want us to just be able to have a good time together. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's great establishing some kind of regular monthly check-in meeting or talk. Um, and I found that it covers both ends of the spectrum, both having a safe space to talk about serious stuff, but also having a space where you talk about the mundane stuff. And what I mean by that is I know when I was living in Istanbul for five months that mm-hmm part of our monthly check-in that I had with Jace was that I we both go through our calendars, you know, as part of reviewing what had happened in the past month. And I got a chance to kind of fill him in on all of the, um, I guess, more day-to-day things mm-hmm. that... The minutia of it all? Some of the minutia, like a little bit like, oh, yeah, like on my calendar, I see like two weeks ago, I hung out with my friend Alyssa and we talked about this and we did this and that was really nice and that was fun, you know, like just to share, just to kind of create a little more intimacy because of the fact that something that's hard about long distance relationships is you do miss out on some of that day-to-day stuff of your partner's life. You know, the things that aren't huge uh, revelations or huge mm-hmm. need to talk about things. And so I really liked also having that very intentional space just to kind of catch each other up on the small day-to-day things that were happening in our each other's lives over the course of that particular month. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So for us, uh, with, you know, multi-amory, we have a weekly meeting that we do like this, but in a relationship, we found that a month is a pretty good amount of time to do it. Uh, and we recommend this for any relationship, of course, not just long distance ones, but we have found that that tool is really useful because for example, there was a time while, while Dedeker was traveling where I was feeling lonely and was frustrated with, with feeling like I wasn't able to talk to her as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. that I knew that, oh, okay, we have uh, 
hmm, a multi-emory monthly meeting <laughs> coming up in like, a, I think it was like a week and a half away or something. And I was like, you know, okay. And rather than getting into that right now when I'm finally having, you know, an hour to video chat with her, I'll save it and talk about it then. Uh, and I found that was really nice. So it's not like, you know, I've fallen into that trap in the past of putting off talking about a heavy thing. Cause it's like, oh, I don't want to ruin this little bit of time that we get to talk. Um, but, uh, you know, having a monthly meeting, it's like, it's going to get talked about, Yeah, which is, I think, incredibly important. Then you have a specific time to go there. Yeah. And again, I really appreciate the safe space aspect of it because mm-hmm. hopefully you can come in and it's not so energized and charged and emotional as it might be in the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and so for yeah, two? so for those of you who want more information on that, you can go look up our uh, Agile Scrum episode to find mm-hmm. more details about setting up that kind of specific monthly check-in meeting. Um, so moving on to strategy number two, and I think this is a great one. Um, and again, I think a lot of these do just apply to regular relationships, even if they're not necessarily long distance. But that's for to sure. have another support system in place. So that the partner who's long distance isn't necessarily always your, you know, emotional emergency contact. I, I coined that term. Yeah. I'm super stoked about it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> emotional emergency contact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cute. we can so easily fall into the habit that like anytime we're having a rough day or any kind of emotional crisis that this one person becomes the only person that we turn to. And it's good to have, you know, it's good to have that kind of intimacy and vulnerability with your partner. But obviously, if you're at a distance, if you're in very different time zones, yeah. they're not always going to be available to walk you through any particular kind of crisis. And so having a support system in place that can be based in yourself as well, you know, having some kind of emotional management system, such as meditation or journaling or things like that, sure, yeah. but also having other people in your life that you can turn to, whether that's another partner or a friend, or a family member, or a confidant, um, just to avoid putting yourself in the situation where the only person that you can turn to in a crisis is not going to be awake for another six hours, <laughs> um, and you're just kind of stuck, or maybe they're out on a date, or whatever. Yeah, and that often in long-distance relationships, because you're not so, you know, in their business all the time, I guess, you might not know their day-to-day happenings as in as much detail as you would, Um you might not know what they have going on. Maybe you're like, why are they not responding to me? I really need them right now. And it's because they're out on a date or maybe they're out with some friends or maybe their phone died while they were exploring the city or, you know, whatever it is. Um, That in addition to having another support system so you can get the support you need, I feel like it's also because then you're not adding this level of being hurt or resentful towards your partner for not being available when you needed them. Do you remember, Jace, when you were, uh, where was it? Was it Bulgaria or somewhere, like, shooting that film thing? Oh, God, yeah, it was in and, Romania. Yeah. yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't like, find you. Like, I, you, I think your phone died or something, but I kind of freaked out. I was super, super scared that something had happened to you. Yeah. And so, yeah, but that's a perfect example of that. Like, ultimately, I called my mother and kind of, like, talked through that. That was also back in 2011 when I was a lot more something right. crazy maybe crazy but yeah <laughs> maybe just needy and and scared mm. and i don't know but anyways it was it was interesting and i think that would have been a good a good help 
back at that time to having a better emotional support system in place. Right. Because I wanted to speak to you and I couldn't find you. Yeah, because that that was a case of one of those things where I was out and, yeah, and I had, like, an emergency phone because I didn't have an international plan because I was only there for, like, two days. Yeah. Um, But even that emergency phone had died, so it was, like, I couldn't contact you or, or whatever. So, yeah. Um but but I was okay. Yeah, <laughs> as you it were, turns out, like, he survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So shall we move on to die. the next one? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, I think that actually, I think Franklin Foe and Eve Rickert gave us this advice mm, a long time so. ago, right. which yeah. was um, obviously it's great that we can text each other like crazy now and mm-hmm. at all hours of the day, and that we can be constantly available to each other. Um, and texting is really really convenient for maintaining relationships and maintaining contact when you don't have time uh, to to make a call, but. They recommended just do more than text because it can really easily turn into, you know, especially if you're really not seeing your partner for a long time, that they become this weird abstract little person that just lives inside my phone and only exists there. (laughs) Um, So of course the obvious, which is find time for (laughs) Skype dates, find time to talk on the phone, find time to video chat, but it can also be great just to send a bunch of selfies or Mm -hmm. send pictures of where you are. You know, like my partner, Alex constantly asks Mm -hmm. me like, just send me a picture of like what you did today, or just send me pictures of what the environment's like, just so I know, you know, just to have again, just that little bit more of connection, a little bit more connection to their day to day life. Yeah, this was something that I really appreciated when you were traveling and and found that I often wished you would do it more was just that was just like a selfie of you in the place where you're staying Mm -hmm. or just a selfie of you out and about or those sorts of things, because then it's not just this abstract concept of like, oh, I guess they went to a market or I guess they were at school today or whatever it is. And instead it's oh okay. I can actually see them there. And I don't know, there's something just so nice about just getting a random selfie, Mm, uh, at least for me. Like, I find that to be a really, like, aw. Like, I get all... I know, you want to see your partner's face. They're adorable. It's hard (laughs) not to have them there. Yeah. Yeah. And we send each other selfies all the time. We also... (laughs) The three of us. Yeah, the three of us also send each other a lot of pictures of animals. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... That's... I think we do that more than sending selfies. It's just pictures of animals. Yeah. That's true. But still, you know, something you get that makes you go, aw. Yeah. (laughs) All right, should we do number four? Yeah. All right, you want to do number four? Yeah, I like this one. Have a regularly-ish scheduled thing to do together. (laughs) Um, For example, my uh, just a friend of mine, Jamie, who left around the same time as Dedeker, sometimes like kind of monthly, we will do a little Skype date like a wine Skype date or like a breakfast Skype date or something around those lines. And it's super nice because you're doing an activity together, even though it's hundreds of miles away, Mm -hmm. but then you also get to talk to that person and catch up. So I like having time to do things together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's something regular. Yeah. Relatively common advice. And again, because of technology, it's so great. We have this option to be able to watch a movie together in real time yeah, and talk about awesome. it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can both pull up the same show on Netflix and watch right. it at the same time and talk about it. Netflix used to have this thing called like a, a viewing room or something that you could set up specifically to like sync your video watching oh. with someone else and like chat while you're doing it. That's cool. It was really cool. And I, I don't think they have that feature anymore Dang. unless it's hidden, buried somewhere. Well, there's plenty of workarounds to do that. You know, you you could just do it the old-fashioned way where you just decide to start around yeah. the same time and then you can chat or be on the phone with each other. Um, or things like book club I've done in the past with long-distance mm-hmm. partners, which is where you both decide to read a particular book and then kind of check in with each other 
talk about the progress of the book. Um, obviously, we've maintained our relationship in a very interesting way of having a podcast <laughs> that has forced all of us to stay in contact on a really regular basis, which has been <laughs> nice. Well, I was also going to recommend um, listening to a podcast. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the nice thing about that is that a lot of podcasts come out weekly. Uh, and so if you wanted to have a regular thing, it's like, oh, the day after that podcast comes out, we have our regular time to get together and talk about it. Yeah. Right? Whether it's, you know, a story-based thing, whether you go through multiple podcasts, like the three of us have all been talking about S-Town. Heck um, yes. Which I had listened to a while ago, but... Dedeker's now almost finished with, and Emily just finished, so yeah. we've had something to talk about. I'm excited for when Dedeker finishes, we can all have a big debriefing about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something like that that is serialized, you know, that is weekly, mm -hmm. is nice, because then you just have a thing to talk about. And I think the thing to, to look at here is that, um, as opposed to just saying, like, we're going to weekly have a Skype conversation or something like that, or, or Zoom meeting or whichever service you use, um, that basically, like, instead of it just being we're going to sit here and just stare at each other and talk about something, it's that we're going to have an activity we do together. And I think that's kind of a key difference there. Mm -hmm. And there's something nice about that. Uh, I'm also a big fan of playing games mm -hmm. together. Yeah, play video games together for sure. Right. There's something I'll do with friends of mine that are long distance. We'll, you know, play some kind of game that we can play together online while also audio or even video chatting. Yeah, I found that what was useful with you and me, Jace, was differentiating when we'd like schedule a Skype date that's going to be us hanging out and like talking about whatever, talking mm -hmm. about our day versus like let's set a Skype date to just like play video games or watch silly anime or whatever. Or watch YouTube videos together or yeah, something. Yeah. Like that, that's not yeah. going to be a date for processing and talking, but just for like chilling and, you know, being silly and casual. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For a long time now, we've been fans of AdamandEve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their sites specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. 
That's multi, M-U-L-T-I, at adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast, and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. Um, so this next one, number five, is an interesting one. And that this was one that I think Jason and I uncovered kind of through trial and error. Mm-hmm. And, and this is particularly if you're in a relationship where the two of you are in very, very different time zones. Um, I think this can apply even if you're not, though. Yeah, yeah. But it especially was helpful for But us. I know that everyone talks about, you know, yeah, schedule a time that you're going to Skype or schedule a time you're going to talk on the phone. But it can actually be really important to schedule a time when you're available for texting. Mm-hmm. And, and I know the key difference here is that for us, it was every day mm-hmm. that it was a little half hour window of like, we're going to be available to text with each other during this half hour window every day. Mm-hmm. Right. And we would text the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But this but, was like, I knew I'd get a response. Yeah, during exactly. This half hour. Yeah. When I was in Istanbul, it was this this overlap of when I knew he was still going to be awake before bed. And I had already gotten up and had breakfast that I we knew we could both dedicate. OK, we know for this half hour window that for sure we could have like a text conversation and right. yeah, be present and be able to respond to each other. And so we knew at the very least every single day we had that minimum amount of communication going on. The other thing I found really helpful about it is that because it was just half an hour and, you know, in that case, for me, it was in the evening before bed, that if I was on a date or a partner was over or something like that, it was an established thing that I could tell them in advance, like, hey, just so you know, at this time, I have this half hour window where I'm available to text with Dedeker. Uh, So it compartmentalized it. So it wasn't like you know, people have, you know, it sucks if you're out on a date with someone and they're constantly texting with their partner or something like yeah. that. So it was nice to have this half hour. So, and I pretty much always got the reaction of like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that's that's fine. Because it wasn't like I had to go in another room and have this half hour phone mm-hmm. conversation every day. It was just like, hey, for the next half hour, I'm going to be texting with her a little bit while she's getting up in the morning. Um, and it worked really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a good thing in any relationship. Like, if you set aside certain times to be able to text, not just long-distance romantic relationships, but mm-hmm. any type. Because I've definitely been, like, you know, sitting at home with my partner and texting someone else and being like, oh, this is kind of awkward, I'm sorry, <laughs> and I'm sitting here with you. Uh-huh. But yeah. yeah, Yeah, definitely. Well, that's something we've done before um, where... When you're with a partner, if you know you have some other texts from other people, to take a moment and be like, hey, I've got some stuff. I'd like to take a few minutes to respond to this. Uh, And usually I found my partner's like, actually, I could do that, too. Mm -hmm. Let's both just like text other people for the next, you know, five, ten minutes, minutes, whatever. And then back to our date instead of this constant (laughs) nagging like, oh, let me just sneak a text here and there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would also recommend this for, for when you're out on a first date or just a date in general to um with you know with your partner with your existing partner or partners uh rather than that thing of like texting during your date which sucks is to say hey at around about you know this time you know an hour and a half in or two hours in i'll text you for a little bit and then while you're out on the date you're not constantly checking your phone but you can tell the person with whom you're on the date hey just so you know I agreed with my partner that at this time, I'm going to take a moment to text him or her. Uh, And again, it kind of makes it like, okay, cool. I understand that. That's great. You're maintaining those other relationships. Yeah. 
you know, shows that you take care of them without it being this constant distraction. And I mean, that's not going to apply to all relationships. I think, you know, not, not everyone needs that or wants that when you're out on a date. Um, so obviously it's very customizable and just what works for you. Mm -hmm. I know in the past for me, what's worked best is like just texting my partner before going on a date to kind of like sign off for the evening as it were. Sure. You know, just be like, Oh, Hey, like love you going on a date. Like I'll, maybe I'll message you before I go to bed or I'll message you like tomorrow or whatever, just Mm -hmm. to like make it clear of like, I'm not necessarily going to be available um, unless it's an emergency, things like that. So anyway, yeah, just as usual, just communicating about the communicating and then also communicating about the even deeper communicating and just, just (laughs) don't stop. Just don't stop. Never stopping. Uh (laughs) Don't stop. Never stopping. Okay. All right. So social media. Oh man, this is an intense one. Sometimes this falls under the bigger umbrella of visibility of relationships. Because definitely, I mean, often, especially if you're in a relationship that includes a primary partner, it's going to be challenging sometimes because other partners may not feel as visible as the primary, especially on a place like social media. Mm -hmm. You may mostly have pictures with that primary or the person who you're with at any given time, like Jason Dedeker, for example, are together constantly right now. Well, yeah, with the long distance thing, it's often you'll have more pictures together with whoever is local to you. Exactly. Right? Um, So, you know, for me right now, traveling with Dedeker, of course, like, if I were to post lots of, like, couple-y selfies, they're going to be with her because I don't really have an option unless I, like, photoshopped, you know, Emily or Brooke or someone into (laughs) That'd be real weird. That would be real weird. (laughs) I'm not there right now. Yeah, it'd be pretty fine. Do like an intentionally bad Photoshop job just to like try to even it out. Well, so I I just wanted to mention, I I really think that in the future we should do an entire episode on like social media and relationships and particularly social media and how it applies to polyamorous or non-monogamous relationships. Um, But yeah, just that that's something to be aware of uh, that if, you know, obviously if you're just able to post a bunch of pictures of you together with the local partner, um, that there's going to be some feelings involved possibly mm-hmm. yeah. um just to have an awareness of that and just be mindful of that yeah yeah jace you said that you kind of have moved away from posting so much about partners and more about like maybe family stuff or the projects that you're working on are not so much about like romance romance here's my person yeah it's and it's sort of come about gradually it wasn't like i made some blanket decision to do that but it has come yeah. about gradually just because um, it is a hard thing. It's like if I'm, you know, I don't want any partners to feel like they're less mm. significant than another totally. one because, like, the number of selfies that we have together is fewer or whatever, right? Like, I've been with some partners who like taking selfies a lot more than mm-hmm. others. It, you know, there's there's all sorts of variables there. And I found that I've just... It's not that I won't ever post them, but I just tend to not post a lot of you know, coupley or um, stuff together with a partner on my Facebook mm-hmm, or yeah. Twitter or whatever. Um, I will sometimes, but then I'll also make posts with friends too, to mm-hmm. kind of just show like, again, with the whole relationship anarchy thing yeah, too, yeah. it's not like I can't only post selfies with romantic partners, but I can also yeah. do that with my friends. Yeah, it's so interesting. I just I could get into a whole conversation Which, around like, yeah, like we, social proof of relationships yeah, and things sure. like that, that, that we've sure. gotten into. But. However, if you are, uh, 
getting married to one of these partners specifically to get one of you citizenship somewhere, then absolutely post, post so lots many of selfies together because that, they do that proof that is going to help, <laughs> help your Whoa, argument. Man. Yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah. guess that makes sense, but yeah. damn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Anyway. Okay. Um, so still in the theme of visibility. Um, mm-hmm. So this is tip number seven. Yeah, tip number or seven. Here, this last this last one. And it's a, it's a doozy um, because... If you have multiple partners and one of them or maybe all of them or some of them are long distance, again, there can be this visibility issue. So as in if you start dating someone locally, like if you get a new partner locally, and even if you're honest with them about the long distance partner being there, and especially if this new person is also new to polyamory or non-monogamy, that they may be like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 that's great. But then when your long distance partner comes into town and it's suddenly real, there can be some freakouts and some feels, Yeah, you know, that can run the spectrum. It can run the spectrum of being very low key of like, oh, wow, this was like a little bit of a wake up call, but it's fine to a full on like full on freak out. I can't can't handle it. Yeah. 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 Um, Also, as part of this, in addition to making it really clear, you know, that this partner is important in your life and not being afraid of talking about them and reiterating that. But also, if there are any upcoming times when you're going to go see them for a while or they're going to be in town or maybe they're moving back at a certain date or you're moving there at a certain date, that these are things to really, really go out of your way to make sure that your new partners understand that and understand how that will change your availability, um, will change that dynamic to really and you know at the end of the day there's only so much you can do it does come down to them doing their own work to be okay with it but i have found there've been situations where looking back i wish that i had done a better job of making it clear that after this certain date i am going to have less free time than i have right now because mm-hmm. dedeker's going to be in town for a few months or hey i'm going to be traveling to see her for a couple months and my availability to talk with you is going to be a lot less, probably. I don't know what it'll be yet, because I don't know how reliable my internet will be, right? There's so many factors. It is kind of hard. I I know, in my experience of where, as I've been traveling and and dating people, usually when I'm in a location, I'm only dating one person locally, Mm -hmm. and then I have one or two other partners who are long distance. And that's hard, because when you start dating someone and you do have that availability to give them, like, all, all your, your free time, yeah. which wouldn't be the case if all your partners were local, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sure. if you started dating someone new, you wouldn't just suddenly give them all your free time um, because you wouldn't be able to because you have other relationships and other commitments and things yeah. like that. But, but yeah, setting up that precedent can be hard because mm-hmm. human beings don't take change very well. Mm-hmm. If it's suddenly yeah. changing from I can see you seven nights a week to I can see you three nights a week, like, that doesn't feel great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, again... There's no one-size-fits-all solution for avoiding any kind of upset or feelings like that. Um, Just always, just, yeah, keep it in in mind. Yeah, just be as unapologetic unapologetic (laughs) as possible. Still trying to get that one to work. It's going to stick, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Emily also made the suggestion of making time to meet with or talk with your long-distance metamors. Yeah. For sure. Well, you guys did that, and I think that's really important because, yeah, if you, again, like, see somebody in front of you as a person as opposed to just, like, this abstract idea in your mind, Mm -hmm. then I think it can add a little bit more empathy there and, like, okay... 
they deserve time with this person as well. They deserve time with our collective partner as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, normally, if you're dating everyone who's local to you, I'd always suggest like, oh, like invite your metamor out for coffee or go to a party where all you guys are hanging out and get to meet them that way. However, obviously when it's long distance, it's a little bit more tricky. Um, Mm -hmm. But just setting up a Skype date, you know, and I found that it's always been great and it it can be low pressure. Like you can talk for less than an hour, you know, and just, just with the purpose of getting to know each other and just getting to know what's going on in each other's lives. But even that, like just presenting yourself as a face, as a human being, rather than yourself available. Yes. Rather than as just this abstract concept and doing that early on i think can really help prevent uh more awkwardness and pain later on Mm -hmm. for sure definitely yay yay all right so there were the seven spectacular super strategies for (laughs) stimulatingly stellar long distance relationships and successful i (laughs) guess successful uh, i guess so yeah i'm sure we could give more than seven strategies but (laughs) yes and as as we were saying a bunch of these could be their own episode just about that topic for sure certainly Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right so thank you all so much for spending some time with us I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, If you have a question or a comment that you would like to be played on the show, you can call our voicemail line at 678-MULTI-05. That's 678-MULTI-05. You can also email us at info at multiamory.com or send us a message on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. To support our show and join our private Facebook community, go to patreon.com slash multiamory. Multiamory is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our episodes are edited by Mauricio. Our social media wizard is Will McMillan. Our theme song is Forms I Know I Did by Josh and Anand from the Fractal Cave EP. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.